Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Setting boundaries for children. That's the topic. Boundaries. Parents setting boundaries for their kids. Kids understanding and accepting boundaries to live by. You know, in the last podcast, you just go back one podcast, I talked about empathy. And I spoke about empathy as is different from compassion. Compassion means a set of behaviors that convey caring and understanding and appreciating and getting to know and getting to uh, feel as the other person feels. On the other hand, empathy goes beyond that. Sure, there's a element of compassion and empathy and understanding, but more importantly, there is the idea that it, in, with the empathetic person or the person with empathy moves into a state of action and resolution and solution you know, to a problem, not just to understand the person and what they're going through, understand the problem that they're facing, but also looking at ways in which that problem can be addressed and how that person can be redeemed and supported and strengthened in the resolution process. Okay, well, that's our last podcast. Today, I'd like to talk about setting boundaries. Parents are specifically designed in such a way that they understand life because of their age and because of their experiences and because of what they've gone through in life to know a little deeper and a little bit beyond that of their children, no matter what age the children might be. Parents have a particular sense of what is right and what is wrong, what is safe and what is not safe, what is pleasurable and what is not pleasurable and what is to be engaged in and what is to be avoided. There's issues of that nature that parents are uniquely designed to address and to address them with their kids. Now, unfortunately, most parents wait until a child's in trouble, create some kind of a problem, a major problem in the family, a major problem in the community, a major problem at school, and then addressing that problem with their child. It's far better, however, is to anticipate that such problems can occur. And it's far better to address these kind of issues ahead of time. And to, and to address them in the context of what is referred to as boundaries, setting boundaries for kids, what one can do and what one should not do, where it's safe and where it's not safe, the boundaries of what is acceptable and what is unacceptable. Now, sometimes these boundaries are set by parents on the basis of religious preference and religious thinking and religious uh, ideals. Sometimes they're set on the basis of just ethical uh, concerns and ethical values. And um, sometimes they're set on the basis of cultural patterns, cultural terms, cultural um, ways of life. And sometimes they're set just very practically. Every situation is weighed and determined in and of itself on some kind of a practical scale. What just seems right or seems good in that particular situation. Well, what I'd like to advocate here is the idea that it's best for parents to have boundary talks with their kids before they're needed. Before a child needs to know what the boundaries are and have been violated to set forth a understanding, set forth the terms of boundaries, and set forth a way of life that is internalized before a child 
moves out into the world of experience, world out, moves out into the world by themselves and takes independence and then learns what boundaries are all about, often the hard way. Well, let me um, give you some practical guidelines and practice in this area of setting boundaries with your kids. I'm drawn from a book by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. The book is entitled Boundaries Face to Face. And the subtitle is this, How to Have That Difficult Conversation You've Been Avoiding. Well, sometimes we avoid having conversations with people that disagree with us. Sometimes we avoid having conversations with our parents. Sometimes we avoid having conversations with our kids. Well, face-to-face confrontation with your child is often very, very necessary. And my recommendation is if do it first before a crisis occurs. That's point number one. Anticipate that your child will be in a crisis. Anticipate that your child will be in a decision-making situation. Anticipate that your child is going to be facing a difficult time of knowing what to do. When pressure hits, you want to be there beforehand and having had that discussion beforehand. So number one is anticipate. Know ahead that boundaries are necessary and address them early on. Number two is take the initiative. You know, you start the boundary talk. Don't wait for your child to come to you and say, Dad, I'm having trouble. Dad, I got in trouble somehow. You know, or the daughter comes to you and say, Mother, I have some bad news for you. Or I have some difficult news for you. Don't wait until then to set boundaries. Keep up the initiative firmly, firmly, but make sure you do it gently. But initiate it. Be the initiator of what we refer to as boundaries. Where the limit of behavior is set. Now, in the process of setting boundaries, It's important that you stay connected as a parent to your child. Sure, it's difficult sometimes to confront a child over their behavior. Sometimes it's very difficult to uh, have a discussion with them that you know is going to make them feel like they're unwanted or you don't care about them or you don't love them anymore, you know, whatever it might be. But, you know, the point is set the boundaries, but stay involved with your child. Keep in touch with your child. Don't just then walk away and not talk to your child for three or four or five more days. No, stay connected. You have a boundary talk, then the boundary talk is over, and life goes on in that relationship with your child. Continue the relationship before and after the boundary talk that you have had to have with your child. Here's another one. Make sure that the four elements of boundary talk is included or are included. Uh, Good discipline requires these four issues. You want to let the child know that you love him or her. You want to make sure that there's a feeling that you love them and you care for them. And that's why you're having this conversation. Secondly, you want to make sure that truth prevails. That the rules on the desirable behavior are very clearly expressed. And that you're telling the truth with whatever you say and whatever you're asking of the child. Truth provides the rules and requirements for this desirable behavior. Now, freedom is the number three. Freedom involves letting the child make a choice to respond to your request of them. And that's what you do in truth. You, you, you make a demand. You make a request to the child. But you allow then the act of freedom. The child may choose to or choose not to follow your boundary requirement or demand or request of them. Now, if the child is a minor, yes, the child may refuse. But then the child has to know that there are consequences. That's reality. There are consequences for not obeying or not going along with the plan of demands and the boundaries. If the child's of age, 18 and above, the child may want to disassociate with the family. The child may want to move out of the house. The child may want to set up their own life. The child's free to do that. The boundaries are set. 
as for me and this house, as for me and my house, this is how we're going to live. And we want you to be part of it. We want you to be intimately involved in it. We want your friends to be part of our family. But if you choose not to, you may then have to disassociate. You may then have to move. You may have to then go independent. That's what you can say to an older child. But to a younger child, they don't have that option. They may choose to suffer a consequence of some type for not accepting the boundaries that you set. Now, here's another point. Go further than talking. In other words, boundaries is not just a matter of talking about it. Be prepared to establish the consequences. Be prepared to tell a child that this is the boundary, and we live by it, and this is what happens. We violate it, and this is what happens. Help the child understand that the talk has actions behind it. That's the critical issue. We're not just talking about a preferred behavior. Boundaries means there's a limit of behavior, and we all live by it. Whether we're boy, girl, younger, or a little older, whether mom or we're dad or whoever, we live by the boundaries as a family. These are family boundaries. These are family demands that we put upon all of us. Here's another point. Contain and empathize. Obviously, you want your child to know that you care. You want your child to know that you really feel for them. You empathize. You have compassion. You care for their life, their future, what they are going to become as an adult. And you try to help them live that life. This is a hard thing for a parent to do. But you have to help the child set priorities and determine their own boundaries and then support that. Here's another point. Admit and change what when you are wrong. Admit and change when you are wrong as a parent. You know, in the course of conversations with a kid, they'll often turn to you and say, well, you do this and you do that. You want me not to be angry. You want me not to yell. You want me not to cuss. But you do it as well. You do it more than I do it. Well, a parent may have to face the fact. Yes, I do. And I'm sorry for that. I'm going to change that. I'm going to stop doing that. Now, let's get back to the point that we were talking about. Don't let the child distract you by claiming that you do something very similar or the same thing or you violate the boundaries, don't let them get off that track. So don't let them manipulate the conversation. You can admit that, yes, they have a point, and yes, you'll take care of it, and yes, you'll deal with it. But let's get back to the point we're talking about with them, and then you have to do something about that. You have to then address that issue that the child has brought up, and that's a conversation for another talk later on. Remember when you're talking with boundaries or about boundaries with your kid, they have a maturity level. Don't push them beyond their maturity level. Keep within their age level. Keep within the maturity level. Some kids are very mature, but they're very young. Other kids are very mature <laughs> and not very old or mature at all. So age, chronological age and maturity are two different things. But try to talk to a child relative to their level of maturity at that particular point in time. Don't talk down to them and don't let them use that as a hammer against you. Words, avoid guilt messages. Don't make a child feel guilty. You know, if you say something like, what you're doing is going to kill me. What you're doing is going to kill your mother. What you're doing is going to make us have a divorce. What you're doing is going to make our family fall apart. That's putting guilt on a child. Don't do that. That's not fair. Just talk about the boundaries. Talk about what is right and wrong and behavior patterns and deal with that. But don't do it from a guilt point of view. Don't pile guilt upon a child thinking that the guilt will cause them to change or live differently. Guilt is not an appropriate way to approach a child. But yet, at the same time, you have to be prepared for the child to manipulate you. The child will do everything they can to avoid blame, to avoid responsibility, to avoid the consequences. They don't want to have to face those kind of consequences. They'll do everything. They'll blame it on other kids. They'll blame it on their peer groups. They'll blame it on you. They'll blame it on the older sister, the older brother, and what they did or didn't do, and so on. 
you may have to just acknowledge that and say no but we're talking right now about you and me we're talking about us right now you may have to deal with that other matter that they bring up but you do that at another time and then you have to kind of remember lastly that there may be some withdrawal that won't be forever sometimes when you have a confrontation with a child they're going to back off they're going to go to the room and hide for a day or two they might even run away from home for a day or two you know they might even just avoid you when you walk in the room they walk out refuse to have dinner play sick or ill do what they can to stay away stay a distance from you but allow for that but only allow for it for a day or two and then bring the child back into the family back into the fold and back into the relationship that you want to have with them not only now but for the future as well so there you are that's boundary talk living a family life based upon boundaries and the reason for that is that you want to raise a child that has boundaries respects boundaries lives by boundaries honors boundaries and benefits from those boundaries for their world on into the future and then obviously teach those boundaries to their own kids and down the line that's what this is all about living a life that is honorable living a life that is pure living a life that is above the line of mediocrity living a line above the peer group doing what is right in the right time in the right situation so that your child becomes a leader your child becomes an executive your child becomes a manager your child exceeds and excels and and um, gains value in their community and among their peers so that's how we want to live live with boundaries they're there for a purpose they're there to help you do your job as a parent and do it well bye for now Thank you.